A martini shaken. No! Shocking. Welcome to Shaken Not Nerd, the only podcast that you're listening to at this point in time, at this hour of this very minute of this very second of this very millisecond of this day. Welcome. I am your host, Tom, and I am joined today by my two beautiful go- goalies. Goalies. And now goalies. <laughs> I don't know what word I was trying to say there. Apparently a G got in there when, when I was trying to say co-hosts. But of course, that wonderful laugh that you hear is fuzzy dan golly gosh tom that was that was a lot of g willikers fun <laughs> jimmy jilkers that was uh <laughs> the words have lost all meaning <laughs> i'm just wondering what word tongue-tied me there because g unless i was about to call you guests was i about to call my you guys guests yeah and were you gonna call us guest ollies like where where, where is this going all right i, I mean yeah <laughs> I don't know. Solid intro. Intro is solid. <laughs> I mean, t- smooth, Tom. We've taken a couple of weeks off. You've gotten fat on Christmas ham, and you just you just all over the place, buddy. <laughs> oh, 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 my boogie! And of course, Christmas ham. I can see you like like a big fat. Jabba the Hutt just sitting there with like a bowl of like those frogs on the side. You just got a, like a bowl of mini Christmas hams just sitting there like chewing one at a time and just spitting ham out at a gong. That's being, you. Yeah, for being carted around, uh, being carted around the streets in the big, uh, <laughs> what are they called? What, what, what were they calling them in um, Boba Fett? Oh, whatever. Yep. Uh, Another thing you're talking about. <laughs> and of course, that other Jabba the Hutt is a uh, duty. <laughs> Un solo una Tommy Spicy Tim una nipple pinchy. Hello, thanks That's for having me, friend. Tom. It's uh, it's lovely oh, to be here guessing on this show. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> he won't leave. Uh, out, go how home. have you been, Duty? Good, good, busy. Um, we are dog sitting a big Labrador puppy who cannot be left alone. Um, because I found her chewing the air conditioning remote, chewing the television remote, getting under the couch. Um, so, yeah, I cannot get near my computer, which uh, my wife is loving. My wife uh, is loving. Yeah. Seeing a bit more that's, of you. That's duty. Yeah, she's, uh, yeah, she's seeing more of me. And by seeing more of me, I'm sitting on the dining table painting figures while she's sitting there knitting. That's, that's basically what's going on <laughs> in our household. And I'm making, I make, just that made works. her watch... Uh, the original or the theatrical and the Zack Snyder version of Justice League. Not back to back. I'm not a madman, but um, yeah, she's just poor wife. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. she's loving having you around. <laughs> yeah, oh, this is great. Um, yeah, now nah, she she. Preferred... <laughs> when are you going back to work? <laughs> uh, never. Uh, she preferred uh, <laughs> Snyder's, but said it was too long. Too long to begin the training. Um, yeah. That's that's duty's nice. news. What about yourself, Fuzzy? Yeah. Wait, you fuzz. Uh, what have you been what doing? What have I been up to? Oh, mate, I've been uh, catching up on a lot of movies. I did a big movie session yesterday uh, with one of my old podcasting buddies, Bradley J. Hey. Um, so we uh, we did some uh, triple header of, of movies that we've been saving up. We watched uh, The French Dispatch, uh, which is the mm-hmm. new Wes Anderson film, uh, which is Paul w. very Anderson. Wes Anderson. 
Oh, right. uh, no, one. not WS Anderson. Yeah, no, no, the, the proper one, yeah. the, the good Anderson, um, and the good one of the Anderson triplets, and uh, it's it's totally like over the top Wes Anderson. It's like a it's like a more vignettes than like a full story together. So it's little parts of everything, but it's completely him from top to bottom. Um, so very interesting. Uh, we watched Lamb. Uh, which is one of the A24 films, um, sort of psychological horror-y thing. Um, it's fucking weird. Um, I could have told you that from the fucking trailer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it gets weirder in the actual film itself. Um, probably not as satisfying a conclusion as we were looking for, but um, it was still pretty interesting. How's um, it right, according to Hereditary and Midsummer? Uh, they are both Hereditary and Midsummer are much better films. So okay. um, yeah, they are more complete in in um, in what goes on and much more satisfying in inverted commas endings. Um, so yeah, definitely watch those ones over Lamb. Uh, but if you're looking for weird stuff, Icelandic based things, that's the one to go for. Um, and then we watched last night in Soho, which is the new Edgar Wright film, um, and that has. Let's just say it goes from zero to light speed in the blink of an eye. It just it just takes off and goes into weird places very very quickly and does not stop for the rest of the film. So it's um, yeah, it's very interesting. I think they tried to do a lot of that stuff that they did in Baby Driver with the the timing, the music to the actions that are going on. Oh, yep. And he's doing it much better in this film um, at the start. Fantastic soundtrack, like really great old school um, sort of 60s pop music, which was just fantastic, really good. Um, It looks good, but it's just a weird, weird film. So, um, yeah, not a comforting experience to watch all of those three back to back. Um, But, yeah, it was uh, was certainly something. (laughs) What about you, Tom? um, Yeah. I have been playing a lot of Halo. Wow. Um, Multiplayer or single player experience? Uh, So I started off with the single player because I wasn't, uh, I wasn't really, well, I started off with the single player, played a little bit, didn't like it, then started playing a little bit online, which got me back into the single player. Ah. So I didn't actually, I haven't actually finished the campaign, but I'm two missions away from the end playing on Heroic, where this Halo campaign seems a lot, like their difficulty seems a lot easier than previous Halo games. Um, I'm not sure whether that's the case or I've gotten better, which I doubt because my... Uh, no, it's not that. Video, video game skills wouldn't have gotten better. Um, but no, <laughs> I'm playing a lot of the multiplayer. The multiplayer is a lot of fun. Um, Duty's not a massive fan. Uh, but if you don't try and play the big team battle, which is the broken game type, you can actually get into normal game types. Um, it is a little bit battle of the uh, best internet connection seems to win sometimes, um, <laughs> which I think we encountered when we started because we ended up playing until probably about one o'clock last night. And once the Americans start to get up, I think the uh, matchmaking, I don't think it's oceanic service because you can tell there's a certain point where it's just like, yeah, I punched first, but that pun, he, he killed me. I reckon that's an internet connection. Thing. Um, but yeah, no, playing a lot of that. Uh, and then otherwise playing a little bit of a uh, uh, did catch up on Boba Fett which I'm sure we're all across at this point and we'll talk about that undoubtedly at some point I don't know whether we'll do a couple of episodes together or do the series or what what our plan is there but also in uh, in uh, isolation at the moment actually um, yeah so stuck inside the house Mm. um, because 
Siobhan went to her mother's house the other day and her brother who was there and her, his partner tested positive on a rapid test and Siobhan's been feeling a bit sick. Um, oh, lovely. Yeah, so we've got another couple of days and stuck inside the house, which is which is really fun with a five-month-old puppy that you can't take on walks. Um, <laughs> so throwing the ball down the hallway a lot. Yeah, uh, I've seen those Instagram stories. <laughs> and try, yeah, trying to tire him out. So, yeah, fun, 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 fun. I'm f- fine. So if I've if I've got the if I've got the COVID, I'm asymptomatic. If uh, uh, if you're looking yeah. for something to do, you've because you you're like uh, tradition is you watch the the extended Lord of the Rings. You should watch the extended Hobbits and see what you think compared to like the theatrical Hobbits. Jeez, <laughs> oh, mate, we want to get him through this thing, not put him into an He'll early grave. Fine. Come on, He'll be fine. <laughs> the extended Hobbits are actually uh, you know just like the extended Lord of the Rings, much better films. I am. I rewatched them. I rewatched the normal versions of the Hobbit. Yeah, uh, the, uh, at the end of twenty twenty, um, because we couldn't because they don't have the because I couldn't find online somewhere to rent the extended. You had to buy you it, to, and I, yeah. I was just like, I'm not fucking buying. But I'm not buying yeah. it. No, I could waste my money on so many other. Wasteful things. <laughs> like... See, what you need to do is you need to buy some of those replica foam swords from Lord of the Rings. You know, how you get them oh, down dude, like dude, they used to have those things at like a bookshop in Chadston, and they had uh, they had Glamdring, and they had I can't remember the bloody sword of Gondor, but they had Sauron's big mace. But then they had the the Witch King of Agmar's like big swinging fuck off mace. I'm like, oh fuck, I want that. It was cool. Yeah, yes. I knew several people who had the actual um, had metal swords from Lord of the Rings. I'm fairly sure where the workshop um, sell them, don't they? Uh, I think so. Uh, they might sell the uh, the, the foam replicary ones, but uh. I will say, having uh, when we went when I went there three four years ago, um, I found their store in person was a little bit lackluster. I think they have they okay. have more stuff online than they do in the actual store. See. They were really trying to sell these little Lord of the Rings figurine things that were like vinyl pops, but uh, sort of a, a rip-off non-vinyl pop. I have an Urukai one somewhere. You got the Urukai Charger, um, don't you? Uh, Berserker. Yeah. Mm. I'm taking a look on their website now. Yes. Ooh, they do have some pretty cool shit. Because I wanted, because I want, I wanted to get the. Uh, they had a Stormtrooper um, model kit, which was their blaster, and you would construct. Well, actually, it wasn't a Stormtrooper. It was a first a, order um, trooper. Yeah, what are they called? Are they Stormtroopers storm still? Yeah. Stormtrooper? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, still Stormtroopers. God, my, clearly my love of Star Wars has <laughs> diminished since that series. <laughs> apparently so. Well, apparently I was talking to Davo from Super Movie Bros. The, um, the Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland, right? It's all sequel era stuff. And apparently they're getting rid of that to bring in traditional Stormtroopers and Vader and Boba Fett and stuff because, you know, everyone's going nuts for Mandalorian and Boba Fett and no one really likes the sequel trilogy stuff. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Where? Where? <laughs> okay. Oh, right. Mm. So, obviously, it's been a little while. I don't know. When did our last episode drop? Did we do it last week? Uh, we, do it last <laughs> week? <laughs> we were 22nd, I think, of December, roughly. It's oh, yeah. 83 we... years. <laughs> uh, so, it's been a while. It's been a while since we've talked about some of the news that's been happening. Um, mm-hmm. So, obviously, things happen. Wheels are still going. Although, over the Christmas break, it is also, of course, a, a more quiet period for most industry. But um, 
let's have a little bit, a bit of a chat. Anybody got any news that they want to bring up? Anything that they want to I want to discuss in this forum? Uh, Look, I, I briefly want to discuss something on. I'm going to steal it, duty. Sorry. Um, <laughs> the the clear image that we got of Paul Dano uh, in the upcoming uh, Batman movie as the Riddler. Ah um, oh, right, yes, 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 yes. Fucking yes. green leather gimp mask and wake up the Dano. The Dano's sleeping. <laughs> oh, wake him up. <laughs> It's it's. I'm just going to say there's a reason why this movie looks like it's going to be super dark in tone, um, and by tone I mean actual like, res- like what you can see on the screen. It's just, uh, it's just. It looks terrible. He looks terrible. He looks like he's made this thing for five dollars, and it looks shit. So I don't appreciate it. I think they could have done a much better job, especially mm. with you know fancy Batman that we're going to get. Like you know the Riddler should look a little bit better than that. I mean, to be fair, in the Nolan Batmans, we literally had a guy put a fucking potato sack over his head, and that was a bad guy. I'm so, scarecrow, yeah, real you scary. Know, by mate. comparison, yeah, by comparison, this was you know pretty. It's a step up, but it's still it's pretty shit for a Batman movie. Come on, yeah, the, using the Batman Earth One Book Two Gary Frank story. Um, I think Gary Frank to the alternate, and we're. Riddler of is, course. is. I mean, I was gonna. I was about to mention that, dude. Of course, of course. <laughs> um, it's actually a really, really good book. But it's um, they have basically the Riddler set up to be a bit like a jigsaw killer sort of style thing, where he does have the riddles and stuff, but he is <sighs> yeah, proper fucking you know crazy jigsaw. Um, I think he looks very <sighs> stupid in the gimp mask and the the green trench coat. Um, yeah, no. But mind you, this also what? might just be like. Do we know that's him, or like, are we going to get some form of like, you know, green, like you know, suit or cane or bobber hat or what? Uh, no, I'm pretty sure that this is like this is all official photography. So this is like you know media release stuff. This is what it's going to look like, mm. and I guarantee yeah that'll come through like that. But it won't necessarily look like that on the screen because it'll be so fucking dark you won't be able to see the you know green tape over his mouth. But you know, it's just. Uh, it's uh, I'm I'm tired. <laughs> I have zero expectations for this. I think I saw the um, the pictures of uh, Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman. Um, Catwoman, and the the long nails, and it just look a bit stupid. And yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not overly excited for it. I mean, I'm gonna I'm... watch it. It's Batman, but I feel it's it's giving off massive Nolan vibes to me. And like a lot of people love Nolan, but it's like we've already done like realistic Batman. Can we get back to, yeah. you know, fucking... Comic Batman. Comic Batman, yeah. He's a, he's a detective, sure, but out of acid, uh, you know, an actual insane guy, all that sort of stuff like that. Like, let's not just have, like, it's a grounded, realistic Batman. You've done it. You're not going to top it. Moot, try something else. No, you're not. That's the whole thing, Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a black-on-black bat suit, and everyone's like, oh, it looks fantastic. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, the grey and black looked... Fu- like... Say what you will about Ben Affleck's Batman. A lot of people have different opinions, but I loved it. Was it wasn't a black on black suit, right? I like that. Yeah. It was different. Like, give us a bit of blue in there. Like, Batman was also blue. <laughs> I mean, he was mostly blue and grey. Like, for the, I want the seventies Batman. Um, you know, take me back to Adam West. Oh yeah, um, yeah, anything like that. But like, yeah, you know, it just it feels like they've gone like lowest common lowest possible thing that they could do for it like the penguin just looks like a guy in a fancy tuxedo like there's no fucking webbed hands there's no weird things going on with him he just looks like a fat gangster 
Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, not excited. I, it doesn't bother me. Penguin I, doesn't bother. I honestly don't think it's that bad. I don't. Th- I honestly don't think the Riddler suit looks that bad, personally. <laughs> oh no! Look, I, don't get me wrong. It looks like a good suit, but he just looks like like when you think of the Riddler. Yeah. Do you, like, you know, some people think Jim Carrey. Some people think comic books or animated series. I, I don't, don't think I don't Green want, Gimp. I don't <laughs> want Jim Carrey. I don't want that back. No, like, that he was, was a time he was a and bit, place. He was a bit cackly and stuff, but like it wasn't. A, I like this Like, if you think the Riddler, I don't think. Green Gimp. Like, I think incredibly superior intellect and, like, fucking Sudoku-level brain tongue twisters and all that sort of stuff. But uh, you don't... <laughs> I love how I love how he said Sudoku-level, like, Sudoku's... Like, oh, Sudoku, no, I don't Sudoku. know how to do the fucking That Sudoku means you're goes. a fucking genius. Anyway. All the, all, all Literally, all, all you have to do is count to nine. The, all the 40-year-olds on the train. Or 50. <laughs> Dude, I have genius-level intellect. Four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight nine. That's the, there. You go. That's a fucking Sudoku, right? I don't get it. Sometimes in different orders. <laughs> Anyways, whatever. The, like, I, like he's incredibly smart, and that's his whole like shtick. But I don't know, man. I just there's something. I, I feel like he's not going to be the villain for the film. I feel like it's going to be a. It's it's going to be something else. Like Penguin's going to be you know like a Carmine Falcone style thing. Riddler's going to be mm. it for a bit, and like that's either going to be a fake out, and it's like that's not the Riddler. The Riddler is someone else, or he looks like something else, or whatever. I'm just, I'm telling you right now, there are too many villains already for this film. Like, if you go back to the original, um, Michael Keaton, eighty nine Batman. Like, you too. look at that, they had the Joker. They had one guy, and then you know they're, they're finding off there's lots of other stuff going on, but it was one joke, one bad guy. In this, we've got three bad guys essentially Whip. and like there's a there's a lot to manage within that and i don't i think we've got falcone we've got the penguin and we've got um the riddler as well as catwoman so there's essentially like three and a half bad guys like that's a lot but well, in one catwoman film especially the first villain, film or will she just be like how they sort of making but, her now in the books like, well this is the always the thing with catwoman yeah. right she could be bad you know does bad stuff but also you know is you know they're all like horny for each other so like there's just there is a lot going on within that. There's enough for her plus a bad guy, like they did for um, Batman. Was it Returns? Like, yeah, you know, it was. You know, they had the Penguin and Catwoman. Like, there's there's a lot going on there. Yeah. So I think they've just got too much in this film. I'm just calling it right now. Too many bad guys. I reckon before you know it, you'll have Harvey Dent in this film. And there's that oh, act, God, there's that actor. No. I think from is it from? I think he's in Dune. I think. That they want for the Joker, and he's been rumoured to be in this film as well. Oh, get fucked if you're talking about Timothy Chalamet. Is it, uh, no, there's some fucking guy. Um, hang on, let me do. Timothy Chalamet. Is I the think he's in Dune. Guy. No, he's not the main dude. He's not the main dude. Um, the Batman Joker movie 2022. There's some fucking actor where they're like, this guy should be the Joker, and it's like you see a fucking little photo in the background somewhere, and it's like, oh, it could be him. Um, Have you got any more? Context about who this is other than Barry Keoghan? Keoghan? Fuzzy? (laughs) Barry Keoghan. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know the guy you're talking about. Um, He, I don't think he's in June. Um, he's in. He was in Dunkirk. Um, Uh, He was in Eternals. He was the Irish guy in Eternals. Um, Yeah, he is. is. He's in the Batman, and people think he's going to be the Joker. No. 
No. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows what the hell's going on? Good actor. Like, fine, perfectly fine actor. I think he's done a lot of really good work. He was in uh, Green Knight as well, Killing of the Sacred Deer. Like, he's done a lot of stuff. He's a very talented actor. But, again, if he's in here as something other than just a, like, a supporting actor, which I don't think he will be, mm. holy shit, that's too much. That's way too much. Like I, I've, I'm, I'm going to watch oh, go. this film, but I'm not excited for it. If that makes sense. Okay, he's he's listed as Officer Stanley Merkel um, for the film. So, right. If uh, I'm sure that's some sort of <coughs> Batman. I'm, I'm sure I've said some sort of Batman reference right there. Um, that nerds are going, woo! Stanley Merkel's here. Um, I don't know what that means. Yeah, no, neither do I. As a Batman guy, I don't know what the hell that is. But yeah, staying on the DC. Yeah train of thought uh, while we're at it there is a rumour going around on the internet uh, and this is the point where you can say rumour Thurman if you want to but whoop (gasps) de no okay Um, (laughs) that the new Flash Flashpoint film is going to um, due to the context of the story is going to reset the timeline if you will for the DC Cinematic Universe and rumours are it will completely erase Man of Steel, Batman, Superman, and the Justice League film from its continuity, removing both Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck, right? And this new DC universe is their Justice League is going to be. This is all a rumor, mind you. Uh, Wonder Woman, The Flash, Aquaman, Shazam, uh, Batgirl, uh, and the current actor who is playing Supergirl in the Flash movie will be the the equivalent of Superman, uh, and that the new Batgirl film, which uh, I can't recall the actor who's playing Batgirl, will have J.K. Simmons still as Commissioner Gordon. Which rewatching the Justice League film, he's actually pretty cool as Commissioner Gordon, and Michael Keaton will be Batman and will hand the reins of Batman and the Protector of Gotham down to Batgirl. Uh, I don't want it. Neither do I. I don't want it. I don't want any of that. Neither do I. <laughs> that all sounds awful, Diddy. <laughs> like I feel worse for having heard that. Thank you. But, so are we assuming? So this is, is Michael Keaton. Are we assuming he's going to be Thomas Wayne? Is that what we're? No, thinking? no. Michael Keaton is Bruce Wayne from the '89 universe. Yeah, he is. 100%. So yeah. So Flashpoint. Instead of going back in time, he's going to run into a different. He's going to run into that universe. In time. <laughs> He's going to run into that universe and all of a sudden Batman or Bruce Wayne will have existed many years previously. And What? Yeah. <laughs> who, who knows what, what, the, what the stick is, but... Um, Why the fuck wouldn't you just what? have, him as, Tom, have him as Thomas Wayne and just tell... F- no, you'd have fucking yep. Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Thomas Wayne. He'd be a sweet Thomas Wayne. As like a Thomas Wayne Batman. How am I less... Ex- like, I have always been DC. I have always loved Batman and I've always been Superman. I've always define myself as more of a DC person than a Marvel person but I am literally I am more excited about the shit B side characters that Marvel are shooting films out than what DC are doing with these films which is not right because the Justice League and those characters should be exciting in their own right the second most recognisable symbol in the world is the Superman logo and they're doing nothing with it What's the first? The uh, crucifix. McDonald's. No, oh, it's crucifix. Enough. As if Superman. No, as if Superman's more than McDonald's. Yeah. Yep. The second most recognisable logo in the world is the Superman logo. It's not the. Cru- I thought it was. I thought it was the Red Cross, not the crucifix. No, oh, it's the the Catholic cross. Whatever. You mean the Swiss flag? No way. That's the White Cross. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm confused. The the Southern Cross. Um, but yeah, so that's the rumor that the that the Flashpoint film will apparently remove the work and basically everything before it. Um, some have come out saying that they're excited for this. Uh, the director for Shazam, David Sandberg, is like, I'm not aware of any of this, but if my Shazam gets to join the Suicide Squad, uh, the Justice League, awesome. Um, but I have like massive questions of like a why are you going to do this b henry cavill has said multiple times he wants to come back as superman and he has the costume and it still fits and the rock is also doing black adam and the rock is saying he wants to fight superman like he wants to see that on screen like Um, i I feel like dc needs someone like a kevin feige just going like no that's a stupid idea we're not doing it and just manage everything yeah people like henry cavill Mm -hmm. they do yep there's, uh, I, yeah, I mean, you think about all the stuff that you know happened when Zack Snyder got, you know, kicked out of things. Imagine what would happen if Henry Cavill got written out of stuff. There would be fucking riots in the streets. Um, he, he's been a very good Superman. Yeah, he has been. Yeah, I'm and he's say. he's fantastic as um as Geralt as well. So it's just like. He's, he's also, like, he's not an actor that has beefed up for a role and then just sort of gone back to a normal physique. He's kept that, like, triangle, you know, the triangle. I mean, how do you so. beef that is what you, that which is already beefed? Like, he is already, like, pure beef. He oh, no, you, you look at him before Superman when he's in, like, the Tudors and he's a normal lawyer. I think he's also in one of, like, the Hellraiser movies or some fucking thing. And he's a normal-looking person. And then he, like, he beefed the fuck up and now he yeah. stayed that way. Um, so it's, it's, yeah, I don't he, know. He was pretty, be- he was naturally beefy. Let's just say that. <laughs> All natural beef. Henry a beef cake. Mmm. Slice me off a piece <laughs> of that. Um, let's move on before we have yeah. to ask any more unfortunate questions. Yes. Um. <laughs> yes. Any other tidbits of news? Anybody wants to go through anything else? Oh, uh, uh, there was also oh, actually a fun uh, little thing. Yeah, sorry. Go on. There you go. Uh, there you go. On, on, the, on the Flash thing, uh, rumours as well that uh, Christian Bale Batman will be in the film. Perhaps it's just a little cameo because everyone going nuts with Spider-Man and fucking all that sort of stuff. Nostalgia is a big <sighs> thing at the moment for a lot of people, hence the theme of this week's movie. Um, and, yeah. Can I just say, like, uh, just around that, like, people going nuts in the cinema for Spider-Man when um, that, that scene where the Spider-Mans, you know, all get together... Um, there were teenage girls in the audience shrieking when uh, fucking Andrew Garfield came on screen. It was the most awful thing I've ever, ever experienced. He, I felt he's a pretty he's a pretty man. He's a pretty man, but I felt uncomfortable. I've seen a lot of people come out now on Twitter being like, "We, you know, we dissed him as Spider Man back then, but now we love him. We were wrong." I'm like, "No, he's a good Spider Man. Those movies were bad." Like there's there's this I disagree with I, I disagree with him being a good Spider Man. I think he's yeah, I, I he's I like too cool. He's a good Spider Man, he's, too cool like, he's not to a be good the Peter Parker. Yes. Yes, there you go. Yeah. That that'll there, be there, is, and, there are yeah, certain those characters that have to have the the, 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 the alter ego split from their char- from the hero. But he was a good yeah. Spider Man, but it was a meh Peter Parker. Yes. Mm. Agreed. Yeah, so there there that's yeah. uh, that's another rumor, sorry, with with Flashpoint. But sorry, Tom, going on. Uh, they're gonna have to fucking kick that movie out of the ballpark. Oh, hit that out of the ballpark, rather. Um, <laughs> kick it out of the ballpark. Kick it. Kick the <laughs> Let's talk more about sports ball time. <laughs> oh my foot! <laughs> but like, also like, you, you look at um, Marvel and they just keep punching out movies and movies and movies, and they've obviously got like a 
uh, you know, for lack of a better word, a timeline of what events transpire and what movies that lead up to the next big thing or whatever the fuck it is. Um, but, like, what, Suicide Squad? No, uh, fucking uh, Batman Superman came out in 2016. Suicide Squad came out in 2016. Justice League 2017. Wonder Woman, I think, early 2017. Then there's just been, like, Aquaman, Wonder Woman 84, uh, a Suicide Squad movie that is in the same universe, but disregards, like, is a soft reboot. But, like, they haven't done anything. It's just like, yeah, quick, like, cool. We, you know, you want to keep moving forward, fucking do something. Like, yeah. But, and if something comes out and it's bad, it's going to be like what No Time to Die was. You had so long to write this film and it was, eh. You know what I mean? Just do what Marvel doing. Just keep pushing them out. Who gives a shit if it's bad? The next one might be decent. Um, but the the thing that, that gets me about that, right, is they have to do one hell of a movie because there's a big difference between... If they put Christian Bale in it, right, there's a big difference between putting Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield into the No Way Home, in my mm. opinion, because that is a solid fucking trilogy. Oh, yeah. 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 I would say it's the best Spider-Man film. Fight me, anybody who disagrees. Out of, out of, um, out of the three. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Which means that you you uh, you have one of the best films with actors from films that films. weren't, the, yeah, but not necessarily as good. But if you're taking Christian Bale and you're taking him from a very solid trilogy, oh, yeah. uh, you're, <laughs> all yeah. of a sudden you're going, all right. But it it does that. Don't remind me of a film that's better than yours. Yeah. Thank you, Tom. Yeah. Unless you can compare to it, don't put him in there. You're already Very thinking about the better film. You're immediately thinking, oh, I've, I've seen this before. And in the better film, now why am I thinking of that? Yeah. And we, yeah. will, we will definitely talk about that point later on. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, now that's, that's, fun, that's a very fun good point. You're in the cinema going like, well, yeah. Yes. Oh, I was just going to say, fun fact about Marvel. As of the end of 2021, they uh, uh, made 30% of the total box office. Jesus H. Christo. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean... That's only Marvel yes. as well. That's not Disney. Yeah, it's not Disney. It's Marvel. Yeah. I'm well, not surprised in the slightest. <laughs> They're too powerful. Yeah. They, this is why they keep putting shit out, because people want to see shit. Like they, People will yeah. see it. Yep. Eternals hasn't stopped anybody from going and seeing the next one. It should have. <laughs> It should have. <laughs> uh, that's why I deliberately didn't watch it. I'm like, this is going to be bad. I'm I'm not going to watch this because it's just, it's going to make me not want to watch the next. Have thing. you seen it yet? No. All right. Well, are you going to watch it? No. Right, well, so, so, so uh, spoilers to anybody who hasn't seen it yet. Uh, they introduced the Celestials, um, oh, yeah. and in a big way, after already having Loki introduce this whole multiverse and all these timelines and then also having spider-man having all multiverse and stuff so why the fuck have they introduced both the multiverse and the celestials at the same time they're literally throwing shit at the wall and seeing which storyline sticks uh so they got multiverse celestials they've also got uh the was it the the, the black knight um in there uh as mm-hmm. a character and blade uh in in like oh yeah I, for- I forgot they came at the end yep so that was like they got introduced as different characters they've broken up the team which is one of the things that we know dirty hates uh in films when they break up the team they broke them up at the end of the film so they were off doing uh, separate yeah, things yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah duty, will love, duty will love that the uh that the the dog uh, the evil dog creatures uh with tentacles are called deviants <laughs> based off obviously deviant syndrome 
from uh, yeah. uh, the Titans. It's they. I, I, I was talking about this with somebody uh, last night. It's it's very much a case of too much. Like you're right, Tom. They're throwing stuff at the wall, and if they'll listen for the resonance and hearing what people like, and they'll just go with that one. I mean, we've had you know the the TVA stuff being introduced through Loki, but now they've got multi dimensional shit going on oh, with Kang, Kang the Conqueror. Conqueror. Yep, um, we've we've got time travel. We've got um, the quantum realm shit. There is too much. They've oh. overloaded the Marvel mm-hmm. uh, the MCU with too many options, and it's I, I there's no reason for any of these one things to mean anything anymore because. Who the fuck knows? Like, it could yeah. be anything. They could just make shit up and go, oh, it doesn't matter now. We can just bring whoever back we want and, you know, keep everyone else to dead dead. Like, it doesn't matter. There are no consequences anymore in the MCU. All right. I feel like I didn't deliver this well enough for Duty to get a proper reaction. So the Earth <laughs> is an egg. Oh, what? yeah. The Earth, is, the Earth yeah. is an egg designed to hatch a new celestial. Thank God I didn't watch this film because I feel like I'd have... <laughs> I feel like I'd have to uh, <laughs> nah, nah, take a nah, bath yeah. after watching it. Yes, I don't even have a bath, <laughs> so I'd be breaking and entering. Yeah, it's dumb. And Harry Styles being Thanos's brother. Oh yeah, oh, what? I forgot about that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's plays Star. What's his name? Star Fox. Star something Fox. Star Lord. Star Box. Yeah. <laughs> There's another star guy in here. I'll get you, Star Fox. Go barrel! <laughs> oh, help me! That was a close uh, one. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. There's a lot going on. There are um, things. All these things. Mm. But Boba Fett's good. Boba Fett is very um, good. <laughs> I'm, I'm really, hey, I, you just I, brush it off Boba Fett like that. Boba Fett's good and then just moving on. <laughs> oh, well, we can talk about the first two episodes if you'd like. No, I th- look, let's no, save yeah, it. I think we save, save Boba Fett for the end. Like, that's, yep, save it up. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And we also get, we get Obi-Wan this uh, year as well. Just Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. Thank you. Yeah, so that's going to be interesting. What well, Hayden Christensen is back. He's back. That's what yeah. everybody's saying. Everybody, he's everybody's it. like Andrew Garfield and Hayden Christensen are finally actually getting some love all these years later. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. It's fair. <laughs> I mean, they got a lot of hate. I mean, justifiably so. But you know, yeah, it's nice that people are celebrating them. None now. of that, in my opinion, none of the hate was either of their fault. I think both those actors are quite competent. That and you also and it was and it was what it was what they worked with. Oh yeah, it was definitely what they worked with. <laughs> oh, yeah, they weren't given a lot to work with. No, no, you, you can't deny Andrew Garfield is a great actor. He is. He's fantastic. Yes, okay. Hayden Christensen hasn't done a hell of a lot since. I don't no. Think. Uh, <laughs> no, no, everything he's been in since has not been great. Jumper. That's what they the used way to you say. Can teleport. They used to say that. Uh, yeah, 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 no. <laughs> Let's not talk about. And you remember um, they used to say films like Star Wars and stuff used to be career suicide because actors used to do them and then not do anything after. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, yes. Ewan McGregor f- drove around the world on a motorbike. They so say he did stuff after. That's true. I'll pay that. Yeah. <laughs> on a BMW motorbike. So not cheap. Probably sponsored. Probably. Now... That's enough news for today. We're 30 minutes in. 35 minutes in. Wow. Let's go. So, uh, the next little thing that we're going to talk about. So, we will get to our review 
later on. But first, as we are going into the new year, and uh, happy new year to all our listeners out there. I hope you've had a fantastic start to the year. Uh, we are going to talk about... I don't like that voice. I don't like that voice. No, <laughs> please don't keep, do that. Keep it on Duty, are you on with that voice? No, no, I'm on board with it. Please. Please, please, continue. <laughs> We're 50-50 on the voice, Tom. <laughs> Oh dear, I was trying to do it again, but now I don't remember it. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we, let's talk about um, some of our Sex top B, films. B. No, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Well, if, that's, if, if that's your top film from last year. <laughs> um, yeah, well, we're going to talk about some of our top films. Just quickly, uh, I guess, rattle them off, and then we'll, uh, we'll get into some uh, Ghostbusters discussion. Mm-hmm. Yes. So... Uh, how do we want to tackle this? Well, what are your thoughts? <laughs> Let's just go into it. List, I think the, the list of our scores has Matrix Erections. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't spell Resurrections, so I just went with the the part that actually mattered to me. Um, the Erections part. Uh, I, th- I think. What do we do? Top three each. I think that's probably good. Top three each. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, uh, dirty. Talk about your top three. Um, uh, should I go number three? No, uh, we we totally prepared this. Um, but the, totally prepared. <laughs> I know what film is my number one Pro- film. Professional of the year. as fuck. Oh yeah. Uh, you're seeing how the sausage is made, and but first we have to kill the animals. Um, so I know what film is my film of the year. Um, and I know what film is second. I know what film Duty's film of the year is. <laughs> no, you don't. Because I've, 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 see, I've changed my criteria. I think my my film of the year has to be a film that released theatrically. Like, it came out in, in cinemas. Okay. Um, oh, okay. So, I, you ooh, know, ooh, it comes ooh. as no surprise. I, I love, you know, Zack Snyder's Justice League, and that was a contention for me for film of the year. But it's like, well, it wasn't released in cinemas. It was a, it was a direct-to-DVD um, and streaming platform. So I like that film but it's not my film of the year um uh, so okay. net, net, netflix and stuff Ooh, they're not going to be happy with you no you're sticking siding siding with the theater companies i'm siding with the theater companies um but scraping in at the last minute though yeah my you know number three out of top three films of the year was spider-man no way home thoroughly enjoyed number the three film. um it had three spider-mans um, so that helps. Um, but it was a movie that had a lot of character development, both, of course, for the character of Spider-Man's, um, but also a lot of MJ development, a lot of Ned development, where previously they'd just been sitting in the back. We had the return of characters such as Dr. Octopus and fucking uh, Green Goblin and all that sort of stuff like that, which was great because, yes, we were getting these characters returning to the screen, but they were being done by the same actors again. And if you had... You know, another actor come in to play Doctor Octopus in the MCU's version of Doctor Octopus. The entire time you'd be sitting there going like, eh, "Alfred Molina is better," um, and I, I think the way they did that was really cool, really smart. Um, uh, the, the way I think of the MCU is Endgame happened, and then No Way Home happened, or Far From Home happened, and then for a long time nothing happened, and then Spider Man happened again, uh, and that's exactly how the MCU timeline goes, in my opinion. Uh, I, I thoroughly okay. know that's that's my third film of the year. Yeah. All right. Okay. okay. Yes. Fuzzy. Yes. Well. Um. Look, mine. Mine are gonna. I think some of mine aren't gonna be films that were reviewed on this show. So spoilers for that. Um. First film for me. Uh. That I'm going to talk about is actually one we did. Uh. The Suicide Squad. I think that mm. was my. One of my favourite films, just looking back at some of the scores that we gave and, you know, films that we watched this, uh, reviewed this year, 
I, I think it was one of the most solid films that we watched. It was the most complete. It made me forget about the shit film uh, that came before it. Uh, it was weird. It was wonderful. It subverted expectations. Um, the the opening few minutes were fantastic and just you know blew apart everything that I was expecting for this film, and that was really really good. So. Um, I just think it's fun. It's it's something that a lot of the films have forgotten about, especially the latest MCU films. Mm. They've forgotten to be fun. Um, and that's, you know, so I'm looking at you, Eternals. Like, yeah, where was the fun in all of that? It was just boring. So, yeah, I think that's my uh, my number three. Uh, number two, I'm going to go um, with... Oh, a, wait, 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 wait. We're going round. Oh, wait, sorry. Yeah, there we go. Three. Okay, number three, <laughs> that was it. Uh, Thomas, now, now, don't be hasty. <laughs> uh, yeah, perfectly honest. I'm having a look. There, there are some other films that uh, I think that we did see um, that are probably up there. Interestingly enough, some of the um, good um, amount of uh, animated films. Some there were some good animated films, uh, and I just wanted the special shout out as well. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's getting review bombed because of the nature of it. Uh, don't look up. On Netflix, oh, I've, I've heard it. good things for that. Like I've heard people say that that's actually quite a lot better than it's been given credit for. What do it, we know why it's being reviewed? I, ask, I didn't yeah. catch that. It's quite political. Oh, okay. Uh, and it it it's sort of quite. It takes shots at uh, sort of more right wing. Ah. Um, yeah, <laughs> like throughout it, like the, there's a picture that the the that was an actual real picture of. Um, President Trump with Jason Segal in the White House office, and there's actually like an image of the president in it with a photo of him next to Jason Segal in the oh, White House. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, so so it, it it takes it takes pot shots. Um, oh, Jason Segal was in the dude yeah. from How I Met Your Mother. Or you think it's Steven Segal? Steven Segal. Steven Segal. Sorry. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But yeah, and I guess like, uh, and just like special mentions as well. Like, like if you're looking at the Scorp- the Scorpion Mortal Kombat animated film, like those uh, are sort of color. They did a sequel to that as well. I think. I, I think so. It was. It was yeah. not great. Yeah, no, it was not great. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Move on immediately. You've seen all you need to see. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess um, I'll just go through the probably the first one here and i think i'm just going to go with the scorings that i gave at the time and the list that we actually have here because i think that's probably the fairest and how i did feel about them at the time um i think my number three is dune um it wasn't what i was expecting i suspect that my score of it would actually be better if i went back and watched it um because i think i was harsher on it because i didn't uh it wasn't what i was expecting um, I feel like the trailers lied to me, um, and that yep. made me a little salty. Um, I don't like when trailers lie. Salty to me. like the <laughs> Spice Planets of Dune. <laughs> yes, that's all I know. Yes, <laughs> um, so much salt. Num num, good salt, like. Uh, yeah, so I think, I, yeah, I got, ended up giving it a 7.5 when we were actually reviewing it. Um, and I think it, it was a spectacle. And I'm excited to see the next one. And I think Siobhan hasn't seen it yet. And I feel like she'd actually quite enjoy it. So we're intending to go and see it again um, when we can actually go outside again and not uh, risk the 50,000 people infected hmm. spreading everywhere. Um, yes. So... Isolated or not, I have a feeling we wouldn't be leaving the house. Um, 
But yeah, and yeah, that, that's my number three. Excellent. Mm. Dodi. Uh, number two for me. Um, yeah, look, I'm going to completely disregard Zack Snyder's Justice League because, yeah, didn't release in cinemas, so I, I want it to be uh, cinema release films um, that I saw in cinemas because um, otherwise Justice League wins it. What did I give it? A 9.8. So, yeah, you can tell I loved it. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, The Suicide Squad actually is, is another film that, you know, as as Fuzzy said, you know, it completely just destroyed our expectations of the film. Like, we saw the trailers coming up to it. We saw that, you know, there's a fuckload of characters. How the hell are they going to squeeze all these guys in? How is it going to tie into the DC universe? Uh, why are they using Starro? Like, Sylvester Stallone is a giant shark. Like, what the fuck? Like, a, a lot of people were a bit eh on John Cena being like, okay, can, you know, I've seen him Fast and Furious. He can't act. What's, you know, how's he going to do here? Um, and this film was absolutely fucking fantastic. Um, the way that, oh, I, I'm just on that as well. That new show that he's doing, Peacemaker, the TV show, yeah. looks fucking terrible. Apparently, it's really good. Apparently, it's pretty good. I, I am not on board for that at Fair all. I'm, I will wait, and if people say it's you have to watch it, I might go back to it. It looks shit. I don't really watch oh, TV so. series any, like Arrow or Flash or any of those things. I'm like, if it's if it's supposed to be a big deal. It'll be a movie because WandaVision was a massive letdown. Um, I don't, the CW, but the CW stuff, I think, has cornered a certain type of market. Yeah. And I think they've, it's been going so long that if you're not part of it and didn't jump onto it, you're never going to jump onto it. I jumped onto yeah, it, but no. I jumped off it when, jump off it, yeah, jumped off it when uh, it was starting to go down a hill. But you didn't. Yeah, I did. But did you no? But did you catch up across all of them? Yeah, I was on board Everything. with all of them, and really? then I was like, "This is starting to get bad." And then I just jumped off that train, and then just watched it fall off that cliff. Yeah, yeah when, when Arrow became a, mal- yeah. a melodrama. Yeah, Arrow became uh, a Arrow. Arrow was literally a Batman comic, and they scratched out the word Batman and replaced it with Green Arrow. Yeah, it was, uh, it was yeah. so bad. Yeah. yeah, no, I I agree. I, I was the same thing with those CW shows. I think I watched the first season of uh, first two seasons of Arrow Gotham. Oh, Gotham. Yeah, that wasn't CW. Yeah, that was that's that's where it that's where it lost me. Like that, I was just like, I'm not on board for any of this. For Gotham. Yeah, yeah. Gotham apparently got better. Yeah, but couldn't have got know. worse, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> they set up this character to be the Joker, and he was Cameron Cameron Monaghan, I think it is. He's the guy who's in um, Jedi Fallen Order. They set him up to be the Joker, and he was like, he had all this character development, and then they killed him off, and then his twin brother becomes the Joker because he inhales toxic gas. Yep. Uh, That's the thing that actually Anyway, happens. Tom, do, uh, sorry, dude, get back to your... Yeah, thing Suicide Squad. Um, <laughs> sorry to distract. That is fine. Um, yeah, so I was... Uh, the opening of the film with basically everyone fucking dying was hilarious. I loved it. It completely blew my expectations out of the water. Spoilers. Um, yeah, spoilers. Uh, but it also... It, it didn't necessarily have that sort of problem that I had with with Aquaman. Sort of like when you set a film in a, a, you know, in a shared universe with other superheroes and stuff like that, and there's a cataclysmic event going on... Um, you're you're dealing with it so quickly and that there's you know when something happens there's already boots on the ground and things happening that you don't need to necessarily worry about you know where's superman why don't they do this why don't they do that um i really enjoyed it the um the the character deaths and stuff like that that happened in this film one of them just blew me by surprise i was one i just flat wasn't expecting um 
and also just completely sort of disregarded Birds of Prey, which was great because that movie's not good. Um, and it was awesome. It was fun. I had a lot of fun with it. King Shark stole the show for me. Um, and um, Polka Dot Man is a character that no one fucking knew of and everyone just lost their shit at. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my second film of the year. There we go. All right. Um, moving on to me, I think uh, my number two film um, is going to be The Green Knight. Um, it was pretty awesome. Um, it's definitely one we haven't uh, reviewed on this show, uh, but yeah, it's it's it still hit all of the right notes for me. This was one of those films that was supposed to be out in 2020, um, got um, it uh, got delayed due to COVID, and the release came out um, in selected theaters mm. uh, during 2021. Um, obviously, I did not get a chance to see it at the theaters. Um, was able to get a, a home screening copy for that. And just it was just amazing. Like everything about it was uh, was just beautiful. It was beautifully shot, beautifully directed. Um, just this epic adventure of um, the, this character moving through this medieval fairy tale. It was just it was beautiful. I think it was just a wonderful thing to watch. Um, definitely recommend it if you like that kind of thing. Um, and Dev Patel is just fabulous. I love that guy. So yeah, that was my. Uh, my number two movie for this year. Mm. Yeah, I still, I still need to watch that. I have been meaning to. I just never got to it. Yeah, it's look. It is definitely not what you think it is. Um, it's you know, it, it does look to be you know, it does look to be a little bit more kind of like you know, not 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 too much of a lie through the trailer itself, but it does look to be a lot more fast paced. It is very slow. It is. Think of it as a, a like a mythical fairy tale. It is very much a, a storytelling through some really um, atmospheric devices. So I, I really enjoyed that. I'm well aware of the company that produced it. I was not expecting. <laughs> yeah, A24. They do some crazy stuff. So they were one of the uh, the, the studio that developed Lamb uh, as well. So um, yeah, they do some really interesting movies and this is definitely up there with uh, with one of their best just the production values they're putting into their films now are spectacular so i can't wait to see more from them well yeah they're, they're they're very interesting they seem to be one of the only production companies at the moment that's brave enough to actually do something different, different. <laughs> yeah absolutely and I they're mean, reaping the benefit from it because the people are seeing their films i guess i Lamb I had only heard of because of you, which was surprising um, yep. because The Green Knight was pushed pretty hard. Oh, yeah. Like, I think most people would have heard of The Green Knight even if they didn't see it. I've heard of it. Yep. Uh, Case yeah. in point, I heard of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, Duty, these guys, um, they were involved in doing Tusk, um, hey. so obviously a film that you've seen. Um, but they did things like uh, Ex Machina. Uh, they did um, Uncut Gems. Swiss Army Man. They've done some really interesting stuff. Moonlight, I think, um, they produced as well, which uh, won, won an Oscar. So they've, they've done some amazing stuff um, and been involved in a lot of stuff. I think they, they will continue to be um, on the cutting edge. There's a new film out as well now called The Tragedy of Macbeth, um, which is um, uh, which looks to be spectacular. It's directed by one of the Coen brothers. Um, it's got Denzel Washington, Francis McDormand, which I'm dying to see. Um, it's supposed to be really, really good. So, um, yeah, they've got a lot of really good films. If you like you know, atmospheric storytelling, beautifully shot stuff, beautifully acted uh, movies, these are the guys to go to, A24. Hmm? Yeah. 
Yes. Uh, my number two, I won't go too deep into it because it's already been said by both of you. Um, Suicide Squad. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, pleasant surprise. Um, I think got you from round one. Probably one of the funniest films of the year. Yeah. If not, if not the funniest film of the year. I'd agree with that. Here. Yeah. <laughs> now that I'm looking through what's actually been here, yeah, I think um, Solid um, brought back uh, the characters, undid a lot of bad faith that the other ones had. Um, and yeah, yeah, I think um, hit it out of the ballpark with that one. Yeah, so drum roll, please. Duty. <laughs> Your number one pick. Uh, probably comes as a surprise to everyone and maybe even a piss off to Fuzzy. Uh, it's nobody. <laughs> it, is, hey, it is the, hello. the Saul Goodman uh, action flick with John Wick. Uh, John Wick style. Saul Wick. Saul Wick. <laughs> um, it is a Bob Odenkirk, John Wick-esque. I'm fairly sure it's directed, if not written, by uh, one of the guys from John Wick. Um, and <laughs> in a surprise to nobody, they stole all of their ideas from John Wick. Yeah, like we, <laughs> me and Mon went to the screening of it, um, and we absolutely loved it because we were sitting there going, like, all oh, right, it's going to be like John Wick, but like Bob Odenkirk's character is, yeah, he's, you know, a form of, I wouldn't say special forces, he was basically like a hitman, but he's not as precise. Uh, he's not as fluid, he's not as... Uh, uh, he's very clumsy um, in his regards to it. And it's it's uh, it's an action film that... It's pseudo-John Wick in regards to, like, it's... You know, you put it on thinking it'll be eh, but it's actually quite fun. Um, and we get uh, uh, Chris, Christopher Lloyd. Uh, so, Back to the Future, Christopher Lloyd being fucking fantastic in the film because he is rolling out of bed for this film. He's, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't do much, but his character in this film is absolutely fucking great. Um, if you haven't seen this film, I highly recommend watching it. It's it's something that is a go in a little blind and just sort of watch it and, and take it for what it is rather than sort of reading up seeing what characters are what. Um, but there are some absolutely fantastic comedic moments as well that aren't necessarily sort of in your face sort of funny like th- there's moments where you know Bob Odenkirk's trying to explain like his his backstory to someone who's dying and when he gets to like the climax of the story he, you know the camera pans and the guy's already dead so it's like fuck and just, you know he stops telling his story because the guy's dead and it happens a couple times in the film and it's like you keep getting a little more snippets of his backstory and just when it's about to get to the good part the dude's dead and he's just like ah oh, for fuck's sake um yeah it's it's a good funny film it's it's very John Wickish but um yeah I had a lot of fun with it Okay. Yes. Joe. Fuzzy Dane. There we go. Fuzzy Dane. Um, my number one film for this year is uh, is also one we haven't reviewed. So um, if you haven't heard of this one, you've been living under a rock. It is called Pig. Ah, uh, um, yes, and, I've heard of it. And it stars the absolutely fabulous Nicolas Cage um, in probably one of his best performances in a long, long while. Um, so if you don't know about Pig... Basically, uh, Nicolas Cage is living as a you know, wilderness bushman um, and yeah, basically has, hanging out with a pig um, and who, who uh, looks for truffles, finds truffles for him, and he sells these onto restaurants. Um, and basically, at some stage, someone breaks into his house and knocks him out and steals his pig. And so he goes on a voyage or a journey to find out who's stolen his pig and yeah, I don't want to say much more about it because I think any more than you know, then that really spoils a lot of what goes on. But it's just it's fantastic. He is 
just it makes you remember how good of an actor he is yeah remember this guy is a fucking oscar winner (laughs) like he's he's just spectacular he's a chef as well in that uh, film isn't he um, well, he basically is connected to the, the food industry yeah, right. in that. Because it's, so, it's yeah, a truffle so, pig or something, isn't it? A truffle yeah. pig. So he finds finds truffles, sells these on, these truffles onto restaurants, and yeah, he goes back through all of his contacts. You know, he's basically returning to normal life, and you know, by way of finding his pig. And it's just, I mean, he's just fantastic. He is really, really good, and it just makes you he makes you forget who he is. But in this film. Um, has a nice big COVID beard going on. So, you know, he's just, he, he looks spectacular. And everything about this film is really wonderful. So I'd strongly recommend watching it. It will surprise you as a film. Um, it just has a lot of heart and everything about it is wonderful. So, um, yeah, my favorite film from uh, 2021 was Pig. What a great nice. film. Nice. Come on, Thomas. Uh-huh. Come on, what you got? Come on, top that, buddy. <laughs> Thomas, wow, okay, um, yeah, uh, and I think one of the probably my number one, uh, relatively recent one, well, very recent one, um, is yeah, um, No Way Home. Ooh. I think that um, it was a very solid um, movie that was actually put into obviously the the Marvel universe, um, and probably the most I've enjoyed a Marvel film in a long time. Um, yeah. it's nice when you feel fatigued from these films and something comes in and actually mixes it up. I think the mixture of nostalgia and actually having these other characters come in, of course, um, Tobey Maguire and um, Andrew Garfield. Spoiler! Um, yeah, it's... Um, no, I think it was a refreshing and enjoyable film and made me more excited about the Spider-Man character. The rumours going around that Tom Holland might be finishing up at some point he's still got three more films on the contract i believe plus cameo appearances with marvel and stuff yeah but he's like once once he's done with it he wants to just wrap it up and i'm just like no man just keep going they are gonna give him so much fucking money he's what 20 mid-20s he's you know he's he's young enough to keep making these films for another at least 10 years so they are going to pump as much money into the into that as possible Mm to get him signed up until he's at least, you know, early 30s. And, you know, get his, what, three more films, is it? Uh, three more Spider-Man films, and then I believe he's also got some Marvel Other things signed up as Avengers, well. Other yeah. Avengers, yeah. Yeah. They will, they will continue to milk that cow until it's dead. Like, I mean, they had, um, I mean, we had, obviously, Iron Man, um, fucking Robert Downey Jr. Like, he was old, much, much older when they got him into that role, mm. and they milked him for how fucking long? Like, you know... They, they they love that stuff. So now that they've got a young actor, they uh, he's going to find it very hard um, to <laughs> uh, to walk away from the kind of money that they'll throw at him because they make, like you're saying, Tom, they made what thirty percent of the fucking box office. That's Sony to for the hmm. yeah, but I mean, but like they they're going to make money. They're going to make serious bank, and they're just going to keep pumping it out. The one thing that um, that Davo brought up to my attention or oh, during his um, his review of uh, Spider Man was that the ending of this film is of that film is absolutely fantastic. But is Marvel going to come around at some point and just undo the ending of that film so quickly, just the, that way, like it gets rid of the gravity of the situation that the end of that film had? You know what I mean? Like probably Marvel is going to be like, ah, yep, cool, and it's it's fixed. Every, you know, everyone knows who Spider Man is, or like, yeah, we all remember him, or whatever. Um, I don't know. 
it's likely. <laughs> it's highly likely. <laughs> yeah, well, because they clearly there's going to be a, a symbiote, and uh, there's still rumours that uh, Venom from the Venom universe will come into yeah. um, this, but no, please. I thought it was quite clear from the end that they were trying to avoid that, um, but. I guess we'll see what actually happens here because, yeah, uh, speaking of some of the worst films of the year, <laughs> uh, actually, it, it was better than Matrix. Fuck that. <laughs> but is Matrix better than Halloween Kills? No. Uh, 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 Matrix at least had a story. Yeah. Yeah. It Halloween had Kills just had nothing. Halloween no, Kills was the worst film of the year. Halloween Kills was like a... It didn't have any structure to it at all. No, it was terrible. It was it was awful. I mean, it was the... I mean, I thought Spiral was going to be bad. And then, yeah, I thought that was my clear front runner for worst film of the year. And then fucking Halloween Kills comes along. I mean, and this is in a, the year of our Lord where we had things like Space Jam 2. Oh, um, yeah, we so- didn't even watch that film. <laughs> We didn't even watch it. Yeah. We, we, we were like, nah, we all skipped. I think I watched like the first 30 minutes and turned it off. It was so bad. Yeah, we got asked, do you want um, to go to it? I think it's best if we don't. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, you guys all quite liked Free Guy. For me, one of the worst films of this year as well. Like, oh, you know, I didn't like it that much. I thought it was It was, it was fine. I, I expected a we lot had, worse, also, and it was fine. We also had Army of the Dead. Um, which was terrible. Monster Hunter. Oh um, God, Monster had. Hunter! That was the first film. Wonder Woman after, like, eighty-four. A year and a half of lockdowns. It was awful. <laughs> Wonder Woman eighty-four. Yes, there's a stone that grants people's wishes. We best not use that when the world's under attack and we have a fucking squad of people. The genie did it. Yeah. Uh, anytime something <laughs> something doesn't make sense, a genie did it. Um, so yeah, we've had some terrible, terrible films this year. Many of which we have reviewed, so you don't have to watch them. Uh, Godzilla vs Kong. <laughs> yes, the the MacGuffin at the end of the film is the monster is defeated by pouring whiskey on a circuit board. Look, you know, I'm mm. I'm okay with Godzilla vs Kong. I kind of enjoyed it. <laughs> it was better than uh, King of Monsters. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, all those so all yeah, those movies are bad. Yes, but they were all bad. Yeah, no, look, uh, we, oh, we had fucking... Oh, Candy... Well, Can- Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise. Candyman. Yeah. Candyman was bad. Candyman was very bad. Candyman. Well, stop saying it. Don't say it anymore. Uh, but yes, Candyman, Candyman, Candyman was bad. Uh, <laughs> Hang on. Uh, I'm looking um, at the scores, though. I give up lower than you guys did. You didn't think it was that bad. It was bad. It was bad. I don't know. But yes... Yeah, we've we've had some stinkers this Spiral, year. Some stinkers. Yeah. We've had we've had a lot of bad ones. Yeah, so uh, it's good that you know, despite the fact that we've had bad movies, we've also had some very good ones to watch. So there are lots of really f- fucking fantastic films out there, many of which we haven't discussed. Um, I'm sure that uh, everybody's seen at least a few that they've enjoyed this year. Mm. But then we have a new movie that's come out this year. Yes, indeed we do. What film? <laughs> what is it, Tom? <laughs> I don't know. What are you talking about? Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, Tom. What's that? <laughs> My God. Yes, of course, uh, we are at the review end of this podcast. One hour in. Oh, look at that. Listen to us talk for an hour. Good on you. I appreciate you. It's a long train uh, Yeah. Yes, we are talking about Ghostbusters Afterlife, the latest retcon in the Ghostbusters series. 
<laughs> I mean, I'm fairly sure the the there's only Ghostbusters one, two, and then Afterlife. There's no other one. It's like there's no fourth Indiana Jones film. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure this this undid two. No, didn't it? No. I thought the idea was two never existed. No, no, two still existed. No, but the car does has the old logo. It has the original logo. They changed the logo in two. Did yeah. they? Yeah. Yes. Did the car have a different logo? The car actually has. Yeah, it has, has, the, has the ghost the two, doing has the, the, the um, thumbs up. I need to Google that. I was not aware. Yeah, yeah, so it's got the old car, not the new car logo. So, how uh, can you wreck on a franchise? What three times? <laughs> <laughs> it's impressive. That's most impressive. That's oh. most, I was not aware. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, Dirty, tell us what it's about. Um, well, it is set in the year of our Lord, um, me. And um, basically it is what Halloween, was it? Yeah, the, the 2019 Halloween films tried to do and what Candyman has tried to do in regards to... It is a sequel, or yes, even Star Wars Episode Seven. it is a sequel to a film that is set in the same relevant period of time since we've had the original film. Um, so Ghostbusters, the original one was what, 1983 off the top of my head. Um, it's 1984. Uh, so we've got 1984 <laughs> and now we've got now. Um, so basically it is, um, kids who, uh, or family has moved out into the middle of bumfuck nowhere, uh, and inherited their, um, grandfather's house who has passed away. Um, they have no money. They've been evicted from their, their old, uh, home. Uh, and they're forced into basically living at uh, in a, into a house that they've inherited, uh, and that basically from there they uh, it's it's you know they, their grandfather was a Ghostbuster, and there was a reason why he moved out into this remote area, uh, and um, yeah, it it basically ties in together creating a new Ghostbusters team, uh, if you will, with uh, with the young actors who I think are fucking fantastic in this film, um, and it ties in very well to the original Ghostbusters film with sort of Eagle Shandor and, and stuff like that as well. So, um, yeah, that's that's the, the gist of the film. Thank you very much. Perfect, yeah. There well we done. go. All right, so let's, uh, let's jump into this, uh, this film. Yes. Good film. stuff. Yes. Film. Fuzzy, what did you like? What did I like about this? Um, okay. <laughs> Um, look, I think some of the some of the actors in this film were pretty fantastic. Uh, I I will agree with Tootie there. I think there was some really good stuff there. Um, I really enjoyed the um, the chemistry between the two main romantic leads. Um, so Paul Rudd and Carrie Coon, who played Kelly, I think it was. Yeah, um, yeah they were fantastic. I think there was a, a nice little vibe there. I really enjoyed. I thought I was going to not enjoy Paul Rudd in this. I think they toned down his ruddiness um, and made him uh, like fit the film. Yeah. And it, was, it was quite cool. He, he had a nice, it was uh, sort of an infectious enthusiasm about him, which was, was really nice. So I enjoyed that. And some a of the Paul Rudd towards the end, but a li- little bit more the towards start, the end. It yeah. wasn't so much Paul Rudd. It was a good level of Paul Rudd. Um, and some of the, like the comedy, especially with the kids talking with their mum, like they, they were just great. And, um, Phoebe, the little daughter, the daughter, she was just fantastic. Absolutely, Lots yeah. of really fantastic snappy dialogue and really good banter and like just all sorts of stuff. Like, you know, <laughs> Finn Wolfhard's in the car. He's like going, they're getting into the town. They're like, I can't, I don't even get a single bar here. And the mum's just sitting there going, there better be a bloody bar. Like just, <laughs> just great. Just this great 
little snappy moments which were really fun so um they were fantastic um uh, what else did i enjoy about this um tom <laughs> you go yeah, I, I agree with all the stuff that you have just said. Um, I thought it was a bit of... I just think it was a bit of fun. A um, little bit of nostalgia. And I can tell you right now to uh, people, if you haven't watched it and you're concerned somewhat of the... Um, what was I going to say? Uh, of the last Ghostbuster film that came out. Um, when was that? 2018? 16. 2016. 20, well, wow. Ooh, I'm old. Um, that doesn't feel that long ago. Jesus. Uh, that film i watched the first 20 minutes of and turned off um <laughs> you lasted that long oh this is this is a, a little bit better better um <laughs> i like the way it started and got you into the actual film i think the little snippet at the start was an interesting way of getting into it um it did sort of play sort of a dark tone at the start mm. which i thought was kind of a cool there were some in. cool dark moments in this like it was you know it wasn't just like you know they're very much seriously pandered towards the kids but very serious like moments that you're like oh shit you can't do that yeah and uh, i think i did i got i got a little bit of super eight vibes but i wouldn't say <laughs> as good as super super eight was better yeah i would say um i think the dynamics between the kids in that film was better but that being said that it, it, it was um good um i think that the effects style that they had so i think that the visual effects in this felt quite stylized to continue the consistency of the original ghostbusters i feel like they sort of didn't go to the extreme with some of the stuff and made some like the like the particle beams still looked the same as they did in the original films Mm, fantastic Um, yeah the ghosts still had the same sort of auras around them as they did in the original films um, which I think was a, which was a really good way to do it, not to try and fucking modernise it with neon lights. <laughs> the 2016 one. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think uh, overall it was it was it was a bit of fun. Um, I think and little nods um, to obviously the old ones and uh, all going to obviously have some negatives to it, but yeah, I think um, they're my positives for now. Yeah, duty. Um, Duty, I just will just will say yeah. as well. I don't know if you've seen it in the chat, but I have posted the two differences between the two cars: so the Ecto One from Ghostbusters, uh, and then also the Ecto One A. They've called it from Ghostbusters Two, um, just to highlight Tom's point. So yeah, definite differences yeah, okay. between the cars. Oh, yeah, um, so yeah, that. yeah, very interesting. And yeah, they do have the Ghostbusters the the, the two where he's doing the peace sign. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, painful. Um, so yeah, <laughs> Tom is right. This is the third retcon of the original film. That is unbelievable for a film. That's I, I, unheard I, I, I of in not, film franchises. I was not aware of that because, like, yeah, Ghostbusters two. Yeah, it's not as good as the first one. Don't get me wrong there, but is it a <laughs> bad film? Like, it's it's fine. Uh, it's it's nowhere near as good as the first. Honest, one. It has a special place in my heart because I watched it when I was young, and I enjoyed it when I watched it. It so. definitely has some moments in there. I yeah. will give it that. Like it's yeah, um, yeah. I, I I saw this film in a cinema packed 
full of Ghostbusters nerds. We had people dressed oh, up in gosh. ecto in the in the, the the suits with the fucking proton packs on covered there. in ectoplasm. Um, they had <laughs> yeah ectoplasm. <laughs> they had projected <laughs> Ghostbusters logos going around the room and stuff like that, and they had the theme playing like as a as a hype sort of thing before the movie. Um, and I saw this in shit like early December, November. So I, I, I saw this well before. Uh, the rest of the guys but me and mon absolutely loved this film um the attention to detail the sound effects and the and the sound design and stuff like that have been pulled i believe like straight from the original films like they they look like they're old proton packs they sound like the proton packs um i was ex- yeah, i was do. expecting paul rudd yeah to 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 be i don't know paul rudd but he was paul rudd in a good way like paul rudd from friends like he was a smart ass but not overly paul ruddy um there's a, there's a scene like Paul Rudd's character is he's the, the summer school teacher um, and he obviously doesn't want to be there and the kids don't want to be there so he gives them like educational movies to watch like Cujo and Child Play <laughs> and I was fucking that was fucking losing. great oh. it's like Beethoven did, and just this, <laughs> that description was fantastic I was wetting myself and Little Fuzz is sitting there like why was that funny I'm like you understand when I eventually let you watch Cujo when you're like 30 because like anything any earlier than that you are scarred for life yeah. and then it's like the next day they're just sitting there you know bored watching the TV and they're watching fucking Child's Play and Chucky's like biting onto someone um, so it was oh. it was fucking funny uh, I, I, I had a lot of fun with it um, the character of uh, Phoebe uh, McKenna Grace's character is is oh she was absolutely great, great. Um, there's a lot of if you're a Ghostbusters fan, there's a lot of heartstrings pulled in this film to the point where, like, there were moments where I was getting choked up and then there was moments where I'm like, D- make sure you're moving as little as possible and making no noise because Mon will see you crying because th- this movie was fucking great. Um, I also had, like, little Easter eggs in the background, like when there was, like, ghost, you know, uh, experiences or, or something that happened in the house or something like that, you just see a heap of stacked books in the background. Like and it wasn't like in your yeah. face Easter eggs. It was like yeah, in the background of that shot, you can see a fuckload of stacked books, or like there's just this you know destroyed painting like uh, billboard on the side of a building that says "Stay Puff." Like it's it's stuff that isn't in your face. Like when you know Star Wars, it's like it's the training droid that they use with Luke Skywalker. Like it's not in your fucking face. Remember this, but it's like if you're looking, you'll see it. But if you're not looking and paying attention to what the character's doing, you won't notice it. And I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with this film. Like, I was expecting Finn Wolfhart to be front and fucking centre the whole time. And it's just like, yes, he I was... Thank Ill, like, Christ, he wasn't. Yeah, he, he was in it, but he wasn't the main dude. And I was happy with that. Um, you know what? You could have almost cut out him entirely from this film and it would have been just as good. Like, he... I don't think him or his... You know, the, the girl that he was playing alongside... To, like, I don't think any of that added anything to the film at all. Hmm. So if you cut out every single scene uh, with him in Cameron it, Diaz still makes a Gangs of New York or whatever it was. What's that movie where you can cut Cameron Diaz out and she makes no... Gangs of New yeah. York, yeah. If you cut all of her scenes out, it still makes a good movie. So and her horrendous <laughs> Irish accent. Oh, to be sure, Tom, to be sure. But yeah, like I, I, I had a lot of fun with this film. There were um, there are characters and, and cameos and stuff like that, of course, in the film. But like... There was like there was one actor I'm sitting there going like and it's not necessarily a spoiler I'm like that's J.K. Simmons I'm like fuck yeah that's J.K. Simmons I like J.K. Simmons <laughs> that, that was a really weird cameo yeah but I was like that's that's fucking cool as I'm like I'm I'm digging that and I, I had a lot of fun with I'm this. just gonna say with that with that J.K. Simmons one like 
Do you feel like there was probably more to that that maybe got cut out of this film for runtime purposes? Like, I feel you don't get J.K. Simmons in for literally one line of dialogue and a lot of just background, you know, probably just a cast of his body. But like, You might be a fan of Ghostbusters and know the director or something, you know what I mean? Like, he may have wanted to be. Well, that was was the thing as well. Like, before the film started, we we had the... Uh, like a little pre-roll thing from the the director of the film. It's Jason Wright, Jason Reitman who did this film because Ivan Reitman is his father who did the pre the, the That's original. That's And he said my dad yes. was with me on 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 set every day during the filming of this film, and he was sitting there going, "That shot doesn't work. This character's motivation doesn't work. This doesn't work. This doesn't work." And Mon's sitting there going, "Why the fuck are you listening to your dad?" And I'm like, "It's because he did the original Ghostbusters, and he's telling what does and doesn't work." And she's like. Oh right, that makes a lot of sense now. It it definitely shows. I'm just going to say that much. It definitely shows. Yeah, I I, I had a lot of fun with this film. Um, it would have been in my contention for film of the year, definitely. But it theatrically released first of January, um, so I, yeah. I couldn't add it in. Fair enough. There we go. There we go. Let's talk about some bad stuff. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So, this film uh, jump makes a lot of leaps um, in, in uh, you know, it's... Uh, there's a lot of things that happen that characters immediately just go, yep, this is going to happen and it's fine and we jump on board with it. Mm. Um, like, the, like Phoebe, uh, the younger daughter, is supposed to be this, you know, tech wizardy thing taken after her grandfather and she immediately knows how to fix things when she hasn't seen them before and this guy used to be a you know multiple phd scientist and she's just this what 10 year old kid and she just immediately fixes it all it's just there's a lot of those moments that were really frustrating um uh, there was a moment when they get into the ecto-1 and her best friend uh called podcast oh for fuck's sake uh this kid just annoyed me um but he finds like a mobile trap that's been set up on a ghost trap that's been set up on like a rc car remote control car buggy and they they they're starting to chase um, a ghost down the street they he immediately knows how to use all of the gear on the ecto one like he just opens this trap door out the back i'm like how the fuck did he know it was there to start with how did he know how to operate it and then all of a sudden he's he's found a remote control for this he is just everything just worked out like everybody was able to do things immediately there was no downtime for training or setting things up um at the end, they're like, oh, the house is supposed to... Spoilers for the end. I'll maybe jump to spoilers later. There's a spoiler for how the whole thing ends, and they just immediately know how everything operates. It's okay. just... That just annoyed me. Like, it just... I, I think you need to spend two minutes talking about it. Take a bit of shit out of there where, you know, Finn Wolfhard is flirting with a girl that is well above her, his age and is never going to get with anyway. Like, that's irrelevant for the film spend time actually going oh, okay i'm going to fix this now and these things are going to happen to allow me to fix it or learn about the technology or paul rudd's going to teach me about it like spend some time doing that in this film mm. yeah um, um, before we move too far from it i just want yeah. to quickly add to the uh i would like to get a remote controlled car that can travel at um <laughs> faster than 80 miles an hour because i'm pretty sure that's what they showed on the speedo at the time of them releasing the remote control car. I was like, and it has to be going faster than the car because it's able to get into the uh, undercarriage of it. That's one fast fucking RC car. I'm I'm all cool because there are RC cars that go incredibly fast, but it's also like... That fast? 
Yeah, you get RC cars that go that fast. And but my whole thing is like, um, you, you're gonna lose it. It's gonna flip over. Like RC cars can go fast, oh. but that thing is fucking like you're going over a pebble in that thing, and that thing's fucking spinning, and it's it's, it's wheels coming off, or you're getting out and, of radio bit, range. And the bit where they like skid to a stop after they they catch that that first ghost. The, the little RC car skids in unison with the, yeah, nah. yeah, the X01. Like, it's, it's like, come on, man. Like, just everything was just a little too perfect in this film. Like, nobody made any mistakes. Everything worked out exactly the way it was supposed to all the time. Yeah. And it just, it was, it's frustrating for me. I need to at least see, you know, things not working out or not working the way they're supposed to. It, it, there was no, none of that learning curve. And it just... I think as far as story writing is concerned, it's just a little bit too convenient. Um, I think as well with this film, like it was, is definitely aged down as far as like you're looking at the the original Ghostbusters was an adult comedy. Um, it's definitely not meant for kids. It was a lot of the jokes are about you know sex and doing all this other stuff, and it's oh yeah, it's definitely a meant for ghost. adults. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. And you know this film here is is definitely made for a teenage audience. Yeah. It's supposed you're supposed to relate to both the young kids and the older kids and the adult jokes are in there literally just for the adults in the audience and the kids won't get it. So, you know, it's uh, I had a little bit of a problem with that aging down of it. Like I think the audience that this this movie should be for, <laughs> uh, you know, if you're making a retcon of the original series is really an older audience. Like we've all aged up with it. People you know, aged between 30 and 50 would probably really love this film if it was appropriately targeted. But I think it's just a little bit too young for a lot of that. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Oh, also, I'm just going to say, it is a two-hour movie. <laughs> it should have been, It could have been done in an hour and a half. There was a lot of... There was a lot of fat that they could trim from this um, that, that would have made it really run a bit more smoothly. Um, well, now that I think about it and what you were mentioning before, Finn Wolfhart's character. Yeah. What did he actually add to it? Nothing. Uh, he had a license. He was the one who could drive the car. No, he didn't, have a oh, no he didn't have a license. He, it, but yeah, he was. He, that's he right. He failed as. Yeah. That was, that was I mean, have the kids drive it. Have the kids so drive he, it. Him and he's the girl that he's going after just don't add anything to the film, really. Well, even like if you look at the girl he's he's going after, she's you know he says he lies and said he's seventeen, so she assumes assumes that he's seventeen, so we would assume she's at like seventeen, eighteen. Um, it's you know, yeah, there's no like romantic thing that's going to happen there that anyone would be interested in watching, and she just doesn't do anything. Like they find the secret shaft at the top of the thing, but they already know where the <laughs> thing is. It's like it, it just. I just don't think it added anything to the film. And there's 20 minutes of your film you could get back just cutting out those scenes where they're flipping burgers or driving trucks or, like, just cut all of that out. Counting inventory. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, yes, I I understand that. You could cut out a lot of the Dan Aykroyd as well (laughs) while you're at it. (laughs) Nah, it was fine. Um, but yes, look, I, I think there was yeah a problem with the age, problem with the runtime, um, problem with yeah some of the convenience of the film. Um, I think those were the major ones for me because it just in that last, especially the last third of the film, everything just happened and it was really quick pace and it just um, yeah. Without going into spoilers, I think there's uh, there's a lot of things that were very samey 
with the original Ghostbusters that really annoyed me. So it's like I'm just I just thinking of it like Tom was talking about another film we'd watched um, last year. It's I'm thinking of a better film already yeah. because you're just doing the same beats, except you're doing it slightly worse, and it just it just didn't really all add together. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So negativos. Yes. Tom, Tom, are you going to add any, or are you saving yourself up? <laughs> I like to make other people go first when I'm hosting because that way I can I can just get to the end and just go yeah same. I mean yeah, uh, the the kids learning how to use things is like straight away is pretty. Uh, this is dangerous equipment. Um, I sort of sort of get the the um, how um, Phoebe knows how to sort of repair a proton pack and all that sort of stuff like that because she. Sort of does get shown, but I feel like, yes, we needed more of those scenes or more of the, you know, training montages of Rocky running up a hill to, you know, get there in time or whatever. Exactly. I mean, they, they talk about it in the original Ghostbusters. Proton packs are unlicensed nuclear accelerators. Like, you need to be very, very smart yeah. to do that stuff. And she is, she looks at it, takes a look at it for two seconds and goes, well, this is broken. It's like, how the fuck would you know that? Like, there is no way that a 10-year-old child would know that. I mean, we also, but to be fair, on the counter-argument from that fuzzy, Little Fuzz knows what Squid Game is. But he shouldn't know that. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't know how to fix a fucking proton pack, all right? <laughs> I mean, have you given him one? Uh, Open up your microwave, sure. turn it into one, and then give... <laughs> but, like, yeah, it's... It needed more of the, the training stuff, because, like, when we see that that Phoebe's learning how to basically use the proton pack, they immediately run into, what's the blue go say mantra or whatever they it's called? The- mantra, I believe yeah. it's called. Uh, voiced by Josh Gad, who made all of the munching noises, probably eating a sandwich in the studio. <laughs> right. I mean, it's... it's, it's- <laughs> we, we didn't hire him, he was just walking past. <laughs> we did, he was in the studio just, adjacent. That he the, was just sitting down eating lunch. The dude from, uh, from fucking Firefly who did the voice of the chicken in Moana. Alan Tudyk. Yes. Alan, yeah, yeah, Alan Tudyk, yes. Um, yeah. yeah, so, like, it, it, as soon as they start practicing with it and they get the hang of, like, they get the hang of it for, what, two seconds? Like, oh, you can hold it while you're firing it. Yeah, okay. It's like, let's go catch a ghost. I'm like, ah, set up some more glasses. That, was a, that, that was a massive leap, right? It was They're, a bit all of a, of a jump, sudden yeah. Yeah. How do they, like, they've just found this thing. How do they actually know it's for ghosts? I mean, well, she was in the computer and she knew that her, fa- her grandfather was a ghostbuster. Like she knew what it, but like she, she knew what it was in regards to it's for ghosts. Did she though? Yeah. Like she, uh, I I think that was a really big leap in logic that, like you had to have seen the previous films to know what this was. Um, but she and, did go you know, on YouTube we, and watch all like the clips and stuff on YouTube. So like she knew what those things were. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I don't so believe in ghosts, despite the fact that this major historical event that happened in the 80s that would have had so much coverage and knowledge and probably taught in schools. But Don't then again, no, no, but hear me out. Like I was, I was talking to Little Fuzz about uh, something a few months ago and he mentioned that, like I mentioned something about September 11. He had no idea about it. So I had to go through a whole education piece and talk to him about something that Did happened. Did you tell him say, about steel beams ago. and jet fuel? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And uh, yeah, tra- flight training manuals and cars, all the rest of it. Yes. Um, but yes, like I think there's, like he had no idea about that. So I had to teach him about a major world event that happened 20 years ago that you know and this is a major world event in the universe that happened 30 years ago so i can understand for young people how they wouldn't have under, like had any reference to it unless you're specifically dealing with it but 
you know, so I get that part of it. I didn't find that too far-fetched that they wouldn't understand what was going on. It wouldn't have been taught in schools or anything. It would have been just a thing. So, you know. But surely once you... Because they know what ghosts are. So I, I think it's a little bit different. It's just it's history, though. Like, you know, it's, it's literally... And they talk about it in the in the, this film. They talk about oh, ghosts just kind of started, dis- like, disappeared for a while. And, you know, we were getting, like, one call a year for ghosts and, and not being doing any more ghost busting. So... It's yeah, I can understand why that sort of got phased out of the the current conversation, and kids, you know, under the age of say, you know, twenty years old, wouldn't have known anything about it. Just gone. Okay. So yeah, that's just from a, a practical, real life example for me, it made sense. It's more than I have to go on. <laughs> um, yeah, but overly like, I I wasn't a fan of Paul Rudd's. I wouldn't say his character. His character's fantastic. But his... I don't know. Just his acting at the end of the film. Um, if I'll, I can sort of go into it in, in, in the spoiler section of it. But, like, there was just parts of it where I'm just like, eh, this shot or this... this the, the lighting in this shot here and there and with Paul Rudd with what he's trying to do, it just feels weird, if that makes sense. Um, sure. And there was a, there's one cameo in the film that I was like, oh, I'm happy it was there. But I was just like... Uh, you should have been in this film in a completely different scene a lot earlier or later or whatever because it just it was like it was a huh and that was it like it wasn't a it wasn't a big deal if that makes sense because like yes it's a Ghostbusters film set in 2016 and the kids are the grandkids of Egon Spengler and it's like of course you're gonna get cameos in this but there was one cameo I was like really there okay yeah yeah we'll talk about that in the spot <laughs> trying to remember which one that was um. Yeah, and probably because we are getting along, we probably want to jump into spoilers sooner rather than later. Um, I agree with everything you just said. <laughs> um, I will say, uh, not a spoiler on this one, but just something that irked me that's probably just another little one to add is I don't understand why the Marshmallow Men were in this again. Didn't make sense. I mean... There was no reason for them to be in there because it. they... Like, well, but the whole thing with like the marshmallow man was that were like man for the first one was that was a projection of Go- uh, Goza, right? You know, choose the form of your destroyer. Yeah, and they, you know, th- I thought of something that couldn't possibly, you know, be harmful, and like all of a sudden they're just out when no other ghosts were out apart from the dogs and their actual marshmallows. Yeah, they're actually. Yeah. Mar- oh, but mind you, when Goza, when uh, Stapuff blows that up, was- he's, there's marshmallow oh. everywhere. <laughs> That was, I will say, both okay. really, really cute and also really disturbing where these marshmallow men are, like, slowly murdering oh, themselves. Did you see the Terminator 2 reference when he's when he's melting on the barbecue? Yeah. He puts his thumb up yeah. as he's melting. Yeah. I love the ones where, like, they'd, someone had got, like, skewered with, like, a barbecue skewer and the, the one was, like, pulling himself on along on the skewer. It was Literally. weird and, like, you're watching that going, that's fucking dark. There's one, like, jumping around in a blender. Yeah. Like, well, very dark smiling stuff. as the other one's melting chocolate onto yeah, it. Yeah, it was kind of yeah. cool. I, like, we lo- like, the cinema lost their shit a lot. Mon was loving them. It, 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 was, it was funny, but it didn't make sense. <laughs> Tom, there was a lot of stuff in this film that didn't make sense. For example, there was that one scene where there was a bunch of uh, equipment locked away in a cage, and to get the equipment out, they decided to release a, a ghost who ate through metal. Yeah, yeah? but so they released Muncher and he eats through the metal cage and then escapes through the ceiling. Why didn't he just exit the, the bars? Like, he didn't actually need to eat his way out of the bars because he's a fucking ghost. Good point. 
Very good point. <laughs> it's just very convenient things to plot that just don't make sense. Also, how do the suits fit all the kids when they're wearing the suits at the end? They they were very well sized for yeah, you know grown men yeah. suits fitting kids in. Yeah, they all of a sudden have knee pads for some reason. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. I digress. <laughs> let's uh, talk let's about some spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. Go for it. Uh, all right. So we do get, um, of course, the original Ghostbusters returning. Obviously, we don't get uh, Spengler because uh, Harold Ramis did pass away, but we do get him in the in the form of a ghost. Um, ghost Spengler. That made me uncomfortable. It, that was the point where I was like, if Mon's gonna, if Mon's looking at me, she's gonna see me crying because I'm sitting there going like, this is done. Like, uh, for me, it was. I was sitting there going like, this. Is really done really tastefully. He's not saying anything. He's only in it like as a as a as a spectral form, if you if you will. At the end of the film, like he is in the house and he's like moving lamps and turning lights on and off, or he's playing chess and stuff like that. But he is. It's it's basically that scene from Harry Potter where you know you know Voldemort and Harry are shooting spells and you know Harry's you know pseudo freaking out or whatever and then the spirits of his parents come and sort of they surround him and they they you know protect him and it's the spoilers for harry uh, potter i mean but it's, just, it's the same thing there and <laughs> why I'll, didn't he get sucked into the boxes that was my thing right yeah, like so they, they open up a thousand traps on this this property and then all, and and i was watching this with my lovely lady wife and she goes i bet you he doesn't get sucked into the boxes he should be sucked into the boxes you th- you he's think a he fucking would. Yeah, ghost yeah, that's but he absolutely would because that's the whole purpose of ghost traps is to trap ghosts, which he was. But that 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 also could have been a major story. It's like, yeah, it's like if you want to see him again, we have to release Goza. And we're not going to do that. So like, he's in there with Goza. Like that's his. Yeah. That's you know that's that's a massive story. We'll call a little Man. plot thing there. But like, it was- I really wish that wasn't the name. Now I want some Japanese. Um, <laughs> now I want some Goza. Um, also, what happened with him at the end? Like, did he just he just, just faded yeah, away? Just, like, went up into the sky, sort of like just turned into like dusty spirits, and off he went. But like, they- I, I have a yeah. I have a real problem with that ending as well because just just okay, his daughter who has been you know a strange daughter who she's just realised oh he actually loved me all along and all the rest of it. Right at the end, when everything's you know all the ghosts are captured and all the rest of it, the first person she goes up to is Paul Rudd, the guy that she's been on one date with. <laughs> and has kissed on the cheek. She goes up to him before oh, she goes no, to they see totally her ghost dad. When they were turning into dogs, yeah, but they were yeah possessed. So anyway, but like I she mean, literally goes up to goes up Pine to Paul Rudd. Eighty four. I'm sure the possessed guy was a, well, he was in the car just not driving. <laughs> My point is, they've had say, let's say one and a half dates yeah, because okay, yeah, I, yeah, they were there for the, yeah. Okay. She one and a half dates with Paul Rudd. She goes to him first to see if he's okay, rather than connecting with Ghost Dad. Um, not Bill Cosby ghost dad, but like Ooh. actual ghost dad. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, that doesn't make any sense. The first person she would talk to is her dad. Like, yeah. Also, that whole thing with him not talking was a bit weird. Yeah, well, it's just like, it, like yeah. I found it odd. It was so odd. Make him talk. Like, make him say some lines. Like, get his voice modulated. They've they've got the technology to take literally take samples of people's voices, put it into a computer, True, and make them say things that... Star Wars, yeah. They've done it with a bunch of different... Like, they could literally do that. Or get somebody to fake his voice. I'm sure there's some voice artists that could fake it. Just get him to say, I've always loved you, or I've always been there for you, I always thought about you. Something like that. Thanks, guys. It was great to bust some ghosts. Like, you know... (sighs) When his daughter walks into the room, 
and you can tell she's looking at a collage because you know she's looking at a collage. Yeah. The first thing that popped into my head was I, w- I was really wanting Don't Forget You're Here Forever. <laughs> <laughs> Do it for yep. her. Yeah. Yep. Do it for um, her. Uh, okay. Yeah, no, I like well, I, the- I, that, that scene fucking got me, but I was sitting there going like, this is what Star Wars should have done with Carrie Fisher rather than CGIing her into scenes or adding people into the scenes she was shot in and being like, you're obviously not talking to them. It's just like that felt that that felt like it was handled very poorly and it just didn't work where this felt like, you know, it actually felt quite good. It's like, yeah, he's in it, but like he's not he's half translucent. So it's that. It's you know you can't say it's uncanny valley because he's a ghost. He's half translucent, so you can still sort of see him. He, no, look, he looked fine as far as like the CG was concerned. Looked perfectly fine mm. um, as a you know, aged up CG thing. I had no problems with that whatsoever. So that, I think that was that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I think, um, I think he looked fine. The thing that made me uncomfortable mainly is because in the case of like Carrie Fisher, right? She died mid production. She. Now, she obviously, they've, they've probably gone to somebody eight. for permission to do this. Yeah. But this is a man who's been dead for six years? A long eight time. Years. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. That's why it made me uncomfortable, because this this wasn't something that he ever intended on being in or have his likelihood likeness losing this. But I guess maybe, I, then again, I didn't feel uncomfortable with Grand Moff Tarkin. So I don't know why. Maybe, maybe it's just I, the, way they, maybe the, the way they did it. Yeah, fair know. enough. Let's talk about some other spoilers because there's, there's heaps to talk about. Um, one of the ones I really want to talk about, I know I did put put this in our chat and uh, as a thing to talk about later mm-hmm. on, um, and you'll see it. It is basically the side profile of the Shandor Mines. Yes. Uh, so obviously Shandor Mines, big, you know, basically the, this temple of worship towards uh, gyoza, uh, the Japanese dumpling. Um, now... <laughs> If you have a look at it, um, you'll see that there are some steps leading up to this temple area. There are lots of wiggly paths, like quite steep paths going down, you know, hills and all the rest of it, and a shaft that drops straight down in a basket. It looks like one of those things where it's just like, if I pour water in here... Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly (laughs) right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. One of those ones, uh, yeah, mobile gaming uh, things. Um, Now... I'm just going to say, like, at the end of this film, mm. the Ecto-1 is literally parked next to the fucking temple itself. Yeah. Um, it next to the fucking it's sacrificial inside, yeah. pit of death. Yeah. How, how the fuck in? did it get there? Up the steps. How the, right the fuck side. did he drive... How the inside. fuck did he drive it in there? No. He's not driving that thing up steps. It is a fucking 20-foot-long Cadillac. He's not driving it up steps. I'm and sorry. It clearly says, entrance blocked. <laughs> <laughs> it's got those bollards up. You can't get past them. How the fuck is he getting it in there? I like, mean, that's, that's literally yeah, that's in point. the movie. It would have been better if you if they used the RC car because you can literally pick that up, chuck it in the bag, backpack. But they needed the extra proton pack to do proton thingies yeah. um, and stuff. So I just yeah, all of those things annoy me. And I, and I alluded to it, to it earlier. I think the biggest spoiler for me is that this is exactly the. It's almost exactly the same plot as the fucking first movie. Like, you know, the first, the preamble to get up to the fact that it's the the gatekeeper and the keymaster and Gyoza and, you know, they cross the streams and, you know, it's the same fucking thing. It's, I mean, they had no originality to any of this, I don't think, as far as the story's concerned. It doesn't add anything to the Ghostbusters mythology. It just, you know, allows, it, it, like, it, 
Spangler to be Egon to be dead. Like that's all it's done. I, I, it doesn't add anything to the mythos of Ghostbusters, in my opinion. The only thing it's doing is it's giving us new characters to go like, all right, well, if we do a sequel now, we don't have to necessarily introduce characters. Yeah, because I, I guarantee you Bill Murray, well, who looks ancient in this thing too, he ain't getting out of bed for for the next one because it's, yeah. Oh, he totally, he totally will. He'd be like, eh, fuck it. Like, he got out of bed for Zombieland 2. <laughs> 2. That was funny though because it was all about yeah. Garfield. That was great. Yeah, he still, <laughs> got out of zomb- he still got out of bed for Zombieland 2, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if he did yeah. there. Um I liked Dan Aykroyd would obviously do it, but I just yeah. I liked Ernie uh, Hudson's sort of style character. Like he's become a big, like you know, rich businessman. But it's just like yeah, well, like he's got the money to to rebuy back the firehouse and you know set them back up in there. I'm like okay. Cool. I had a problem with that as well because he walks into the you know burnt out husk of this firehouse, the original Ghostbusters house, where at some point they'd talked about that being a Starbucks. Dan Aykroyd yeah. specifically mentions it. It's been turned into a Starbucks now. Well, clearly not, because it's just exactly the same as they left it. So that was a bit weird. I mean, yeah, maybe. And the, also, I like the the big setup at the end there. There's the uh, the flashing red light on the um, the containment unit. Um, oh, yeah, that? yeah, yeah. The post-post-credit sequence. Okay, so basically that's right at the end, Tom. You might have missed it after the credits rolled. I didn't know it was supposed yep. to be there, so I just. but we left, let it go through. And it's um, Ernie Hudson and Janine sitting down. I, I think Janine might work for him. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not quite I think sure so, that yeah. relationship. And they basically um, they, they go back to the firehouse. Um, apparently they've stolen back the Ecto-1 now. Um, for some reason, it's gone back home, so it looks like they're going to be setting up. He said new it in go- the film. He said, "I'm gonna take you home, baby." Oh, Sex okay. To the car. I thought he was just uh, that was just a thing he was saying, so I didn't really well, because take- there was because they said in the film that Egon stole it. Oh, okay. Mm. They said yeah. he took he took the car and proton packs and just left. Okay, so he's got the he's got the Ecto one back in the firehouse now, and then it just does a slow pan up the containment unit. And the top red light is blinking, so it says there's ghosts in in there in storage, which was a bit of a weird tease because yeah, maybe there's still ghosts in there. Who the fuck cares? Like, what's going to happen? Um, is, is the giant containment unit from the first or the second first one? one? It's in the basement. First one, because they oh, they okay. remember they turn it off. Yeah, dickless, that, dickless turned it off. No dick. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, and then we we close out with the new Ghostbusters, new new Ghostbusters logo, um, which was the little Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man um, in the, the the no ghost symbol, which I could have done without. <laughs> I mean, the the one thing that I was sitting there going like, like cool that you're that they're in it, but I'm just like com- completely wasted cameo. Sigourney Weaver, and Bill Murray doing the the card, you know, little joke thing from the first film. I'm like, dude, why? Like, awesome Sigourney yeah. Weaver. Great. I, I'm all for Sigourney Weaver. But it's just like, why Why this? Like, it's a funny thing, but well, she should have been in the film somewhere else. Maybe they couldn't think of a new job to have for her. Because she was, what, a cellist in the first one. Uh, she was an art uh, restorationist in the second yeah. one. Uh, I think they were just like, well, maybe she's a jockey in the fourth. <laughs> I don't know. Like, they've given up on ideas for new, new ideas for jobs for yeah. her. And there was also rumours that... Um, Shit, I can't remember the actor's name. Um, Honey, I Shrank the Kids actor. Um, Rick Moranis. Rick Mar- that he was going to be in it as well. There was like rumours going about that he might be in it, but I was like, ah, it would have been cool. 
Well, they basically, like, I mean, you know, to, to harp on about that, you know, it being Ghostbusters 1, the the whole gatekeeper, keymaster thing. That's Paul like, Rudd's you know, Paul thing Rudd. I didn't like. Like, when you see him, like, come out of being a dog or when he's talking in the dog voice, I'm like, nah, that, that feels weird. That looks weird. But, like, he, he even had, like, the ripped clothes and all the rest of it. Like, he was this bushman kind of thing that, you know, the same as Rick Moranis, whereas the gatekeeper, uh, like, you know, she starts taking her clothes off and it immediately turns into the same dress that Sigourney Weaver was wearing and uh, my lovely lady wife pointed out when she does that she's wearing no shoes um, and then they go into the, the the temple and she's got high heels on like where did the fuck did she get the shoes from um, just weird little moments like that it just didn't quite make sense <laughs> very good point um, I've All also right. posted in our chat the uh, the new uh, Ghostbusters uh, symbol that they've, they I think they're going to go with for the next one. It's a little stay puffed. It's why change it? Just leave the same one. Yeah, I don't see why they change it. Mm. Anyway, we are running long. Long, long time. Yeah, so, <laughs> so uh, unless there's anything burning. Oh, uh, does anyone know the actor who plays uh, Goza? Uh, that was Olivia Wilde. Yeah, that was, was driving 100%. me fucking nuts. I'm sitting there going, that looks so familiar. I don't know what it is. She actually was really good. Um, so they have they have three people credited uh, for Goza in this film. Um, so there was one lady that acted as the spirit of Goza when she was in, like, you know, uh, flying around and all the rest of it. And, and then there was the physical form, which is Olivia Wilde, but she's uncredited in this film for some reason. She looks... I mean, it's unmistakably her... Um, and then they had the voice um, of uh, Goza, who is the, a lady called Indian lady called uh, Shora Agdashlu, um, and she just has one of the most amazing voices I've ever heard. She's great. I love it. Husky, smoky voice. If you've ever watched the uh, Expanse, um, she plays. Uh, I think it's uh, Christian Avascalu. I think it is. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. So she's uh, yes, she's pretty awesome. She's amazing, and so she's the voice of uh, of gyoza, the yeah. Japanese dumpling. Yes. All right. So give us some scores. Give us some scores, precious. Uh, uh, I'll go first because I know where Duty's going to go with this one. Um, I'm going to give this one a seven. Oh yeah. Um, so which we've established is good. Uh, <laughs> uh, I would have scored it a lot higher. Uh, higher. Higher. But the last third of the film just lost me completely. And I talked about all that really convenient stuff happening in the, the plots. Everyone just immediately did stuff. And that stupid you know podcast dude and the, the, the buggy. and uh, Just things were just too easy. And I, I needed a little bit more difficulty and a little bit more... You know, a few more training montages. Less teenage love romance story. Um, yeah, so I think, yeah, seven for me. It just was let down by the last act. Fair enough. Okay. Thomas? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going for the same score. Um, I don't think there was anything particularly remarkable about it. No. Um, it was fine. Um, I did enjoy it. Um, it was a bit of fun, a little bit of nostalgia, and had little tidbits, and it was a hell of a lot better than the, the last one. Um, but again, Tom, I'll- like that's because they just literally... <laughs> It took the story from the first one and recopied it with kids. Like, oh, they did the fucking the same thing the Force Awakens did. They Force Awakened it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not a. That's no moon. That's a, that's a space station. 
It's a hundred. That's actually a hundred percent what they did. They did yeah. the exact same thing the Force Awakens did. Yeah, <laughs> they just changed it slightly. It's it's instead of a like a giant you know apartment building made out of selenium girders, it's a giant mine that used to mine selenium for the girders. Like it's just uh, too much selenium. <laughs> Precious tritium. Uh, yeah, they. It, I would actually, but I, I wish we had um, gotten Ollie on for this one. <laughs> would have been amusing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's fine. It's a, it's a good film. Like it's fun. I would I would recommend people watch it if they're after something to watch. Um, I think big Ghostbusters fans will very much enjoy it because it is just all nostalgia. It's just yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's nothing massively special about it, in my no. opinion. No, fair enough. Dude. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> Here's the man who loves yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know if I was tell it. us, uh, Eight point five. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, I I thought this was done with a lot better handling, care, taste than episode seven, eight, and nine. Um, and same thing was sort of like with it with Halloween or with all those styles of movies that are coming back from you know thirty years ago, forty years ago. Let's do a sequel. Let's you know do this. Let's do that. And it's just like okay, cool. Well, how are you going to handle it? And it just feels like. Especially with Star Wars Seven, Eight, Nine, it's like just give us your money and you'll get some member berries. Where this was like this, had, this had a lot of moments in it where I was going, "This is like it's done really well." And the the, uh, the character of uh, Phoebe just fucking blew me away. Just I'm sitting there going, "That's that's a young Spengler. Like it's fucking fantastic. Like what do you call a dead polar bear? Whatever you want, they can't hear you. They're dead." And I was just like, "Fucking Slade." The jokes, yeah, the jokes were great. That was fantastic. I was yeah. absolutely loving this this film and the, the you know she she says a joke to Paul Rudd and then winks and it's like yes that's why I winked I'm like her dry wit of, of Spengler was fucking great I loved it yeah, um, yeah I, I had a lot of fun with this film um, and it will be remembered at the end of this this calendar year for uh, for films of the year just one final spoiler for me like you know the whole thing with the, the evil Shanda thing like where he gets one line and Gyoza, the Japanese dumpling, rips him in half. Um, great death, by the way. Oh, yeah. I was sitting there going, not expecting that. <laughs> I wanted a little bit more dumpling worship in this film. Like, you know, a little bit more seeing why he was doing it. Like, it just felt like there was not enough of that in there. Mm. Mm. And, you know, I, I think I needed to see that would have been something different. I needed just that little bit of something new to make me excited for Ghostbusters after Afterlife. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, fair enough. Because yeah, there's no... Uh, yeah, there's no post-credit, post-credit stinger to get you excited for the next film, if that makes sense. Like, it's not like a big, like, oh, you know, the fucking Captain America comes out and he sits on a chair and says, deal with disappointment. Like, it's not... it's There's nothing in it that gets you go like, oh, what are they going to do next? But it's just like, yeah, they can go forward, but they can also leave. Yeah. But what would they have done that made you think that? I don't um, think there's not there's enough law to it. No, yeah. there's not, and that's the problem. They've got rich, you know, mega rich Ernie Hudson. Somehow he's gone from being a Ghostbuster to uh, financier and um, you know mega rich man, and now he's going to refinance the Ghostbusters. He's going to be like Ghostbusters boss, Ghostbusters. I don't know Ghostbusters. Um, <laughs> And he's gonna, but this, the the problem is, I think they'll get rid of all the kids for the next one if they're gonna you know, make it all original again, and it's gonna be like a new, uh, yeah. Because they wanted to do a, it's a retcon a, of the retcon. They wanted to do <laughs> Ghostbusters three 
for ages, but because um, Bill Murray and uh, Howard Ramis didn't get along after the filming of, I think it was Groundhog Day? Two. No, Groundhog Day, because Howard Ramis directed that and they got into a massive fight and they only reconciled on Howard Ramis' deathbed. And it was just like, and it was like, well, you can't do another Ghostbusters because you know one of the four has passed. So I, it wouldn't surprise me if they're in the in, in the next films, in somehow of a supporting role or something like that. Because we got them in this, it was great seeing them in this, especially with the repeated line of "Are you a god?" and they're just looking over at Ray, just being like, "Don't fuck this up." Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I I had fun with it. Yeah. All right. Here we go. There's our scores. There's <laughs> Ghostbusters. Happy Woo. New Year. We're There's back. Baby. We're back. And this year's <laughs> going to be a busy one. If you look at the release schedule, there's a lot of stuff coming out this year. Like, oh, a yeah. lot. Batman, uh, Flash. So hopefully that'll make up for the last year, because obviously last year was uh, not much. Not a lot. Yeah. Especially no. the first half. The first half of last year was pretty pathetic. Um, but that's right. Same shaking not nerd. Same voices. Different oh. year. All Different new year. and excited. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have been listening to episode 233. That's He's 233. I have Omni open right now. Because <laughs> um, I was listening to the end of that clips for the scores of their old ones. Uh yeah, so thank you very much for listening. We know you have a choice when listening to Pop Culture Podcasts, and you clearly picked the one with nerd in the title. And I just realised that we didn't shout out our sponsor, so duty quickly shout them out. Incognito Comics, your one-stop shop for listening to the end of all of episodes. Um, I just recently did a massive, massive comic book shop. I bought very large amount of comic books I'm reading at the moment. Uh, I just reread The Three Jokers. Uh, it is a modern classic Batman book. If you have not read it, highly recommend it. You do not need to read anything prior to it. Um, you know the basics of Batman Joker obviously don't get along. You know that Red Hood is Jason Todd who got killed, and you know that Barbara Gordon got shot in the spine and she was a cripple for a while. Um, and it deals with all of those characters and all of them being separate Jokers and how they go about that. It's a, it's a fantastic book. Give it a read. You heard the man. Go do it. Yes. Read it. Read a book. All right. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, and I think those are the, those are the good words to leave everybody on. Read a book, everyone. <laughs> Great to hear from a movie podcast. Saladas. <laughs> 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 All righty.